Welcome back. I'm Ms. Malachalin. This is Cape Talk. Please uh, get involved uh, if, you, if, if my voice sounds exasperated. Uh, the, 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 the story we covered about the, um, the killings on, on the fields of Lavender Hill um, are quite exhausting and, and it, it, it makes one feel helpless. But as I try to say, we, we can't surrender, we can't give up, we have to continue. But, you know, right now we want to look at homelessness and we want to look at how COVID-19 will inevitably tear through Cape Town street community, the homeless community, with with a force. I, I stopped. Um, I, I often, these days, um, I, I wrote a column a few weeks ago Saying that, uh, explaining how the, the the COVID nineteen has turned me into a monster, that I I lock my house and I turn away beggars because I'm so scared of this virus. The same thing with when you're driving down the road and, and beggars come up to your car. But so often these people have no option. They live on the street. They have no income. So how do we support better lives and livelihoods for the people hardest hit on the street? So I want to turn now to. Uh, Anna James from OBSCAN, a community action network, who joins me on the line for her thoughts. Good evening, Anna. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the community is hungry for a clear plan of action that includes a role for all. Where do we where do we start to grapple with this problem? You know, as we just you know, it it is such a multi dimensional yeah. problem. Yeah, I mean, I I can speak as someone who's also only recently come to really grapple with the, the reality of this problem. Um, just as a member of the Observatory CAN, um, uh, the work uh, in that CAN has largely been to support um, a large community of peace-based people who are, vulnerable, who are vulnerable to a number of things, including um, illegal eviction in the middle of a unique winter and, and the COVID pandemic. Um, right. And the work that the CAN has done has largely been around uh, kind of trying to protect their rights, uh, to, to remain where they are, um, also to uh, cook meals, provide meals, daily meals. Um, right. There's been a clothing drive, there's been a mutual support, there's been mask drives and a blanket drive. And right. yeah, so it's a call to kind of, I guess, to our, this neighborhood to kind of do things slightly differently at this time. So with the with the, the COVID peak fast approaching, we want to see everyone uh, in our neighborhood, including the vulnerable and street-based neighbors, properly sheltered from the elements and cared for. Um, as everyone should be in at this time. Yeah, they're, so, with, yeah. The, with the homelessness, there seems to be two overwhelming issues here uh, before yeah. we discuss, you know, the the, the, the 360-degree challenges that they have. Is One is people who actually live on the street, and the other is the issue of evictions. Now, the evictions, yeah. something can be done about that. It's, yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, I, I honestly don't uh, know the case, but I think it was uh, Goldstone versus Mrs. Governor in, in the 80s. And uh, so somebody just says to confirm where the law, they wanted to evict a, a Mrs. Governor, I think, from her home in Mayfair. And yeah. the courts declared, declared that you cannot evict someone from their home yeah. unless you gave them another place to stay. Yeah. So, so there are two issues at at play totally. here. Yeah, and, may, and maybe that actually summarizes up summarizes the situation within observatory. So there are people who are who I guess one might call homeless, 
And then there are also people who are part of occupations. Right. Um, and, and I guess what these two groups have in common is an extreme kind of concern um, at this time where um, they don't have the option to safely isolate at home. They don't have the space to isolate should they become infected when, they, when the coronavirus arrives within these communities. Right. Um, and they will need to find the, the space to quarantine. And, and it just feels at the stage that these processes aren't clear for these groups who right. don't have the, the space. And so I guess um, a number of us in the observatory can have been struggling to think through this problem. Of how, do we, how do we make safe, for, safe quarantine and shelter these people during this time? And I think maybe, you know, we're calling on local city and provincial authorities to offer, you know, screening and space to quarantine ideally within this neighborhood. Um, but then really, really importantly, because um, there tends to be a kind of a trend in the city to be evicting people and, and um, t- taking down shacks, even in the, the lockdown and at the time of COVID. And I think really importantly is that even if people go into quarantine, they need to be guaranteed a right to return to where they're right. living. Um, and I think this is especially because I think across the, across the city, but also within the observatory um, neighborhood, we don't want anyone to fear doing the right thing which, uh, to protect their health, uh, which is going to quarantine isolation mm-hmm. offered by the city. Um, but in having the fear that they will lose their home um, if they come out of that two weeks later. So I guess, in a way, these two issues of kind of eviction um, being moved away from your place of your home and right. uh, your home. It's a kind of a double-edged sort of problem for right. for all these kinds of groups within observatory yards. Because it's it's it is it's a it's a complex and multidimensional problem because it's it's not just it's not just homelessness. It's also hunger. It's it's need. It's want. It's humiliation. It's dehumanizing. It's traumatization. It's it's a it's a whole complex network of issues and then you just give them you know you give give someone a blanket and say here's a blanket and as if that solves the problem because tomorrow it's going to rain and they have to sleep under blankets wet blankets again and and so so you can't put a band-aid on this thing it's it it yeah. is a it is a s- structural and, and systemic problem isn't yeah. that correct because you know now we have and and we haven't even discussed the virus i mean you know we've, <laughs> we've only just we've only just discussed the people living on the street and you know so yeah. i i make sandwiches for for people on the street um yeah and and it's i'm, I'm sad i'm sorry to admit that i i put on gloves when i when I hand out food on, the, you know, it, this is what the virus has done to us. You know, yeah. you, you can, the little you can do, but I, I do it with gloves and I keep my distance as if there's something wrong with these people. And, and, and that is so wrong because yeah. these are homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess interestingly as well, like given the nature of this virus, if you're outside and dishing up food, um, of course there's a risk, but it's, um, a lot, you know, in a way, it's slightly less risky than being in a shop or being in a. I mean, so 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 you're right that that there is a real concern. There's a real concern at the gathering of people for these various basic needs, but at the same time, the stigma is um, problematic because we seem to think that in a coffee shop it won't happen, but maybe it'll happen with a, a space person. I think at least. Yeah, yeah. That's a. It can be a problematic kind of way of thinking about the so, virus. Yeah. So, Anna, before I let you go, is there any way people yeah. can get hold of you and and see if 
somebody can contribute or, you know, the state or the government or the city or the province can help you with this? Yeah. Um, so I think the best way would be through the Cape Town Together Facebook page. Right. Calling on the Ob Tan. We have a, um, an amazing uh, food uh, community kitchen program that is running that really is the kind of basis of all the other things we're doing. Like you say, it's, um, like it's a sort of systemic issue we're thinking about. So we've got to think about all the different parts of it. Um, but it's through, through that that they could get hold of us. And we would very much like to talk about, yeah, how to find space for people to be people to be safe at this time who don't directly have the options. Right. Um, and to, to hope that this can be done across the city as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a big problem. Thank you. Well, Anna James, thank you very much for joining us this evening.